Aloha. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. Welcome to The Body Show. Each week we talk about health and fitness, but none of what we discuss replaces a visit to your own primary care provider. Now today we're going to talk about something that if you look outside, you might just see some of it today. We're going to be talking about VOG. And the reason we're going to talk about this is not just because it's out there in our environment, but because there's a lot of things that we can all do to help ourselves to try and figure out how we can deal with this current challenge in our environment and make sure that we can breathe well and feel well and not let this particular issue make us stay indoors and not exercise and not take care of ourselves and all those various things that can sometimes happen. Now, joining me in the studio today is Dr. Justin Groot. He is the, did I pronounce that correct? Yes, you did. I did, Groot. Okay, I checked on that. He is the founder and uh, he is an integrative medical health specialist. And he actually has developed a variety of different tools that people can consider on how to take an additional approach to their health. So he's an expert in something we call functional medicine, which is not just treating a particular condition, but trying to figure out what are some of the other holistic reasons why someone might have high blood pressure, for example. Is stress part of this? If they've had stress throughout their life? Did things start in utero? So there's a lot of different ways that people can approach medicine. And one approach never fits everybody. It's that whole theory of one size fits all means it really doesn't fit anybody very well. And so we're going to talk today about some of these different ways to look at some of the challenges, because in the conventional medicine world, we don't really have an answer for VOG. Stay indoors, stay in air conditioning. And yet we also want people to exercise and take great care of themselves. And sometimes those two things are contradictory. So we're going to talk about some great options and things people can do. So thank you for joining me today. It's great to be here. Now, what's VOG? I mean, I just see that it gets hazy outside and and then it gets kind of hot and stuff, but but what's really going on in the environment? Well, um, that's a good question. VOG is basically air pollution, but what makes it unique is that um, while air pollution, you would think of like smog, is um, uh, comprised of a lot of carbon molecules, VOG doesn't have that much carbon. It is comprised of a lot of sulfur dioxide. And there's other types of gases like hydrogen sulfide. There's some ozone. There's some heavy metals. There's a, there's a bunch of constituents in VOG, but by far the, the predominant constituent that is problematic to human health is sulfur dioxide. And regular smog air pollution, like what you might find in a, in a big city, um, would have sulfur dioxide, but not in the concentrations that you're seeing. In, in is that because, yeah, it's because it's coming from the volcano. Yes, so because of the location of where it's originating, we're seeing differences in the constituents of what's in the VOG, whereas if you were dealing with smog in Los Angeles, you might have more carbon, you might have other sorts of you know, motor vehicle issues and other reasons why there might be a different type of pollution. It's kind of funny because I use this automatic uh, dragon dictate. I use this dictating system in my office. And every time I try and say VOG, it comes up with fog or bog or all sorts of different things. Because it's not something that we really see anywhere in the United States except for here in the right. islands. So this sort of inspired you to take a different look at how, you know, you've noticed even in your own practice, and I've certainly seen in mine, that some people respond differently to this. Some people go, oh, the VOG, it's making me have trouble breathing. And other people say, oh, I don't notice it. It doesn't bother me. What's the difference between those two groups of people? Right. So um, when I came back to Hawaii a few years ago, um, I, I was uh, struck by the same thing. I noticed that there's some people who um, 
you know, are exquisitely sensitive to VOG and other people exposed to the exact same, you know, environmental, you know, pollution uh, don't feel it very much. And, and I thought, you know, what is it about some people? What's different about them? Why are they so sensitive? And, and I opened the books and I read and I studied and I tried, really wanted to figure out, you know, what, what's going on? And it, and, and it turns out that while it, it's multifactorial, which we love to say in medicine, you know, there's lots there's, of different reasons. We can't give you all of them. OK, <laughs> yeah, but we do like to say that it is multifactorial. But the one thing that really um, struck me that really stood out is um, is something called sulfur metabolism. And what that means is um, metabolism is basically a, a function of enzymes in the body. We have these enzymes that are workhorses. They do all the work. They convert one molecule to something else. They build molecules up. For example, they'll take a couple amino acids and put them together and make a protein. They might do the same thing in the opposite direction. They might take a protein and um, catabolize it into the constituent amino acids. Same thing with toxins. You can break toxins down. You can convert them from one form that's toxic into another form that's not toxic. Um, we call this detoxification. All these things are, are enzymatic processes that um, is a type of a, a metabolism. But sulfur, um, you know, we need sulfur for life. Sulfur is in every cell of the body. Um, it, there are amino acids that are sulfur-bearing amino acids. And, you know, for example, the... Um, the most important antioxidant in our body that our own body makes is glutathione. That contains the most actually important atom in that molecule is sulfur. Um, and that's a detoxification process. But there are some forms of, of sulfur that are toxic, in particular the types of sulfur that we get from VOG that we're exposed to. And, and you know, uh, um, I don't want to say a normal metabolism, but a metabolism that, doesn't, that has enzymes that are, that are working efficiently will do a better job at processing the toxic forms of sulfur and detoxifying them or neutralizing them, making them um, either available for important functions in the body or able to be excreted or, or eliminated from the body. And um, when those enzymes are, um, are not working as efficiently as they could because of what we call polymorphisms or genetic variants or mutations, um, then, then we have some problems. We have some issues. What happens is those toxic compounds, um, they start to accumulate in the body. And we can develop um, so increased levels of toxicity. And ultimately, what that means is that we're going to have some oxidative stress, uh, which causes inflammation. And that will present in our terms as symptoms. So the kinds of symptoms that someone might experience that you hear people saying to you are what? Well, I, you know, the, the, the really classic VOG symptoms, Kathy, they're, they're, um, what people you know, always talk about is, oh, my eyes are burning. I have a red kind of sand kind of in my eyes. I have a sore or scratchy throat. Um, I have a, a cough or some you know, increased phlegm production. Certainly if you're asthmatic or have any kind of you know, um, underlying lung issue, it can be very triggering. I can, I'm going to explain uh, you know, shortly why. And, um, and also, you know, a lot of people present with headache because of the um, – there's a number of reasons actually why people would present with headache. A lot of what I've seen is actually the irritation to the sinuses. Um, and there can be some gastrointestinal symptoms as, as, as well uh, related to VOG. People can have um, uh, flaring up of skin issues, especially things like eczema and psoriasis, um, dry skin, um, you know, and the list goes on. So if you get exposed to it, presumably because you're breathing it in because it's in the air and the atmosphere, then you either you metabolize it or your body is set up to metabolize it well or it isn't. And that metabolism may be what we call a detoxification because there's some 
extra something that's in your body that you don't need that much of, or you need to transform it into something that your body can eliminate. So when you have that process take place, there are some folks who might genetically have a problem with that pathway and some folks who may not. So even if they have no other condition, that basic difference in how they are made, how they are born, would potentially explain why some people react very significantly to the changes in the VOG in the environment and some people don't notice. So there could be a genetic bearing on that. Now, in addition, you mentioned that the body, you know, if you build up something, you know, for example, when people have diabetes, they build up too much sugar, it's in their bloodstream, and therefore it builds up to a level that can harm their body, can affect pretty much every organ of the body. And so we get really excited about wanting to treat diabetes and lower the sugar and make sure that the body is not at risk. If we think about things like the way that external things can affect us, in this case, it being VOG, it being the sulfur dioxide, you could develop a level that would be alarming. That's why maybe when, right now when they're doing things on the Big Island, they're wearing masks, they're trying to limit their exposure, they're trying to help themselves. But in that sort of situation, when you are looking at the differences between the folks who don't metabolize well or can't deal with that toxin and the folks that do, it sounds like any sort of respiratory or inflammatory response might present with those symptoms. You know, most people don't realize the majority of your immune system is actually in your gut. Mm -hmm. And so gastrointestinal distress, changes in the normal bacteria in your gut, changes in how you process the food you normally eat, uh, that can absolutely be affected by anything that could cause inflammation in your body. So we're talking about some symptoms that might be respiratory, might be gastrointestinal, might be external skin, some other things that you talked about. What can people do about it? So if you if you have this change in your genetic makeup and you don't have the ability to metabolize it, you know, there's a lot of gene therapy out there these days, but I don't think we've developed it for this yet. What can you do if you have those sorts of symptoms and you can attribute it pretty classically to VOG? Right. So um, there's a number of approaches that can be taken for this. Um, one is addressing uh, symptoms. Now, uh, and the other would be actually trying to get to the underlying cause of what's going on and see if you, seeing if you can get to the root of things and address that. And I recommend both, actually. Um, and, of course, you know, um, you know, mainstream allopathic medicine doesn't have much, like you had already uh, mentioned, doesn't have a lot to offer. You know, other than, you know, if you're asthmatic, you might be you know, increasing your, uh, your maintenance, you know, inhaled steroid dose or might be using your rescue inhaler a little bit more. But there's, there's not much you can do for the, for the symptoms um, so when, so you could do symptom management, and you mentioned using a rescue inhaler or using any other type of inhaler. I want to hold off on what else you can do just for a moment because, you know, yes, we can treat the symptoms, but we kind of want to talk a little bit more about getting to the underlying issues. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. I'm here in the studio with Dr. Justin Grude. You're listening to The Body Show, and when we come back, we're going to talk some more about how do you get to those underlying causes and how do you treat those instead of just dealing with the symptoms, which you might just be able to isolate yourself, but that's not something we want to have to do all the time. So we'll be right back after this quick break. Support for The Body Show comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, whose contributors help Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk show programming. Mahalo to the St. Andrews Schools, which includes the Priory School for Girls, the Prep for Boys, and Queen Emma Preschool.
Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak here with Dr. Justin Grude. And we're talking today about VOG and what that does to people and why it affects them. Now, right before the quick break, we talked a little bit about symptom management. You mentioned some people may need their rescue inhaler. What are some of the other things people can do to just manage their symptoms if they haven't gotten to the bottom of the underlying issue? So, mm-hmm. Yeah, so for symptomatic um, you know, management from a holistic perspective, there's actually a lot you can do. Uh, you know, uh, you know. For one thing, there are a lot of uh, natural supplements in the health food store, and you know, the people who work in the wellness departments of health food stores, they're very passionate, very intelligent people. They know a lot. Uh, they can be a great uh, wealth of information and a great re- uh, resource to the community. Um, so, you know, there's there's essential oils, there's herbal preparations that help manage symptoms. Uh, there's homeopathics. There's a number of different things um, that can be done. I, you know, one thing I tell people is uh, so. It's important to understand that sulfur dioxide, if you remember from chemistry class, if when it dissolves in water, it turns into sulfuric acid. So sulfuric acid is uh, an incredibly corrosive acid. It's much more potent than stomach acid. Um, and it's incredibly irritating, even in very, very small quantities. Now, um, it turns out that, that our body is mostly water, and especially our, the mucous membranes of our body. Mucous membranes meaning um, you know, the, uh, the eyes, the nasal sinus passages, the, the throat, the respiratory tract, and the gastrointestinal tract. These are, these are places that are highly susceptible to um, you know, even tiny doses of sulfuric acid. You're, you're, most people are going to have pretty, you know, depending on the, the volume of exposure. But you know, in Hawaii right now, especially in the Big Island, um, and certainly the other islands too, there's some pretty significant. You know, I, I just, to, to fly over here this morning, I just drove into Kona to go to the airport, and it looks like pictures of Beijing. I mean, it's really impressive. You cannot see the mountain, Hualalai. You, can, it's, you can't even tell that you're in Hawaii. You don't see the colors, the beauty. It's, it's really, it's, it's shocking. And so, you know, this sulfuric acid is basically converted in, instantly into, I'm sorry, the sulfur dioxide is converted instantly into sulfuric acid. And, it's, and it could be, depending on the person and what our, we all have our strengths and our weaknesses and our, our weak propensities are going to be the places that we're going to feel things first. And, um, you, you know, so what I tell people is, you know, okay, this is acid. So what, so what's a really simple, basic and inexpensive thing that we can do is we can get some baking soda, sodium bicarbonate. You can mix it with some water. You can do face washes. You can do gargles. You can, you know, frankly, you can put it in some type of, um, um, vaporizer, you know, and, and, and get some, you know, inhaled. Um, so neutralize the acid, which, yeah. you know, we do that. I mean, people think about too much stomach acid and then they take some Tums and that whole process is right. to sort of neutralize the acid. So when we're looking at this exposure to sulfur dioxide that turns into sulfuric acid, neutralize the acid. So the same right. theory that people are fairly familiar with, with other conditions, it's the same idea, neutralize the acid. So in sure. that scenario, you may actually see fewer symptoms because you've done that. You've done that neutralization. So it could help with some of your symptoms. You know, I, I think about using inhalers, and that's a great idea. Don't go rush to antibiotics. Taking a bunch of antihistamines may or may not help you, but probably this is not a histamine reaction. So I don't see that I see people getting a lot of relief from reaching for their Allegra or Claritin because it's a different source that they're getting this exposure from. And it may not be uh, cat dander, you know, or, or something else that would elicit a classic immune response. So there are some unique things they can do 
to address that. I mean, A, don't get exposed. Okay, well, let's just say that you've tried those treatments. You're already exposed. So B, consider that the exposure, you might have a greater risk because of some genetic propensity. Neutralize the acid if you possibly can. What are some other things that someone could do? If they're having a lot of gastrointestinal symptoms, we talked about the immune system having a big presence in the gut. If you're having a lot of GI disturbance, what can you do to help with that? Well, um, that's a it's a great question, and and certainly it's 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 tricky because usually these are you know people who are you know have very sensitive gastrointestinal symptoms. Um, you know this is um, this is usually um, a complex situation, not just related to to the sulfuric acid, but the, you know, the number one thing to do in that situation is to drink a lot of water and pure hydrate, pure water, you know, filtered water. But, and the reason why, I mean, the hydration is important for a lot of ways. I mean, you cannot detoxify anything if you don't drink enough water. If you're not regular in the bathroom every day, if you're not drinking enough water, you cannot get rid of anything. Forget about herbs, forget about other kinds of detoxification. That's the number one, but, but drinking a lot of water, water is a buffer. Water is, um, and it, 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 we're talking about small um, quantities of sulfuric acid. And if you um, dilute, dilute it with it, water, yeah. it's going to help a lot. So you could theoretically also um, you know, put a little baking soda in your water. It's pretty disgusting. Um, but, what about uh, alkaline water? You hear about people who are big proponents of alkalinized water. Is that going to make a difference? You know, um, on a case-by-case basis, potentially, yes. Potentially. I would say, you know, try it. You know, it's, it might taste better than your baking soda water. Yeah. You know, it's it's hard to give advice over the radio. Um, yeah. You know, it, you can't make blanket statements because the thing is everyone's different. And some people, interestingly, no one talks about, everyone talks about having too much acid, you know, and gastroesophageal reflux disease and hyperacidity. But the reality is there's a lot of people who don't have enough stomach acid out there. No one talks about that because there's not much you can do from a mainstream medical perspective, although there is from a, from a functional medicine perspective. If you don't have enough stomach acid, you might not be doing yourself much of a favor by by um, over-alkalinizing. So you have to be, you know, you might, you're not, without enough stomach acid, you can't absorb protein. You can't absorb um, um, iron. You can't absorb calcium and zinc. There's a lot of things you can't absorb. And now we're finding that out with people who are using the PPIs, the proton pump inhibitors, or those stomach acid reducing medicines we're looking at. Their lack of ability to absorb certain things, thus we're seeing some of the issues with osteoporosis and with other bone issues. Because we've thought, hey, lower the acid in your stomach, that'll be great. And then we didn't look to say, well, what exactly does stomach acid do? Could we, in fact, be harming someone long term? Absolutely. So I think we're recognizing some of those potential side effects from this symptom medicine treatment approach that may not really get to the root of it. So one of the things that that you have developed through some of your own study and research looking at not just managing symptoms, but looking at underlying causes, is trying to develop something that people could use to help support their body in their efforts to try and make sure that they're not continuing to put their body through the extra stress, oxidative stress and inflammatory stress based on exposures. So what have you come up with? Uh, thanks for asking. Yeah, I, uh, in, my, uh, in my research, um, in, in you know, un- finding the under- underlying cause for a lot of people's, um, you know, reactivity to VOG is how could I support sulfur metabolism in the body? So I came up with a kind of a, a formula, I call it, of a bunch of uh, cofactors, coenzymes that, that support the enzymes of the body that are um, essential for doing this work of, of metabolizing sulfur. Um, and I call it VOG defense. And it's a, it's a, it's, you know, a good uh, 
15 plus uh, ingredients, um, anywhere from activated methylated B vitamins through some uh, amino acids and minerals specific, and, and a couple of herbs, but specific to um, supporting the body in ultimately helping the body to lower the toxic burden. Because what I wanted to do is not come up with an herbal formula or some other formula to help um, people deal with symptoms. Those, those already exist in the health food store. Um, and some are good and some, you know, some maybe not. But um, I wanted to come up with something that actually is going to help get to the root of what's going on, which is people are having an accumulation of toxins in the body. And how can we actually lower that accumulation so that, um, as we say in the allergy world, so the rain barrel doesn't overflow. So in this metaphor, you know, as as our environment is more toxic to us, our rain barrel fills up as it overflows. That would represent symptoms. How can we keep the rain barrel lower um, so that. It's not overflowing. And it's not. And so where I was coming from with this is not just for symptomatic relief, but ultimately it's a preventative, too, because, you know, if, if you have less toxicity, you have less oxidative stress in your body. If you have less oxidative stress in your body, you have less inflammation. If you have less inflammation, you have less symptoms. And it's not just symptoms, but with less inflammation, you have less risk for any type of chronic disease, you know. All right, well, we're going to learn more about some of the rationale between, uh, behind some of the ingredients and how this could actually be very helpful for those people who are concerned about their exposure and what's going on with the symptoms that they're having, but getting at the underlying cause. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak here in the studio with Dr. Justin Grude. When we come back, we're going to talk some more about VOG Defense, where you can get it, what's in it, and why it might just help pretty much any of us that are exposed. We'll be right back. Support for The Body Show comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributors PCAT, Pacific Center for Advanced Technology Training, Moyer Financial, and Kaiser Permanente. Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak, and I'm here in the studio with Dr. Justin Grude. He is a functional medicine expert who has taken an idea about how people are responding differently to what's going on with the VOG in the environment and looking at a scientific approach to help those who are affected to figure out how they can work with their body to best limit the potential toxic effect or inflammatory effect that is going on that is giving them a lot of symptoms. Now, he's developed a product that called VOG Defense. It's sort of a natural product that has a variety of different ingredients in it, but there's a scientific rationale behind some of the ingredients that are in it. The idea being that there are certain areas of our body that may not be able to metabolize some of the sulfur dioxide exposure and other areas that might be under stress trying to compensate for that, and that there are some ways that we can use the body and use certain types of all natural ingredients to work together to make someone feel better, but also not just to feel better, but to be better because they're not experiencing the same toxic burden that they were previously. What are some of the general ingredients of this product and the reason why they're in it? Okay. So um, first and foremost, there is a a number of um, specifically selected ingredients to support specific enzymes um, involved with sulfur metabolism. And, um, you know, given the time that we have in this program, I'm not going to go into all of the specific details of, of the science and the biochemistry. 
behind this. Well, it would be above but, my head anyway, so. But I will say, I will say, uh, you know, there are a couple of ingredients that I think, you know, are, are a little bit more, uh, a little bit less specific and a little bit more um, generally um, um, put in this formula to support the, 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 well, the different types of stress, the physiologic stress that is um, uh, created basically when we're exposed to environmental poison. You know, that's what, you know, this is, this is a type of poison and, um, and, you know, our bodies are very adept. We've evolved, you know, over a long time to become, to be very adept at detoxification. And some of us are more challenged and it depends on a, a lot of factors. But for example, there's broccoli seed in there. Broccoli seed is not specific to VOG. It is, um, it, there's two important functions. One is, um, liver detoxification. And even and more importantly, broccoli seed, and you can look this up in PubMed, there's some really great literature about um, its um, NRF2 activation, NRF2 activation, and its superoxide dismutase enzyme activation. What this basically means is it stimulates our body to produce a plethora of our own antioxidants. Because the reality is there's only so much antioxidants you can absorb in food. There's something called the ORAC the ORAC value of food. And maybe if you look at like, like 10,000, ORAC value is a lot. Um, probably not everybody can absorb that much from a meal, even if you're eating all the blueberries and all like the, you know, the, right, the right foods. Um, superoxide dismutase is capable of you know, ex- producing exponentially more anti- antioxidants, and we produce them endogenously within our own body. What this, most of this research is done for neurodegenerative diseases, um, Parkinson's and whatnot. Um, some people um, are touting it as a cancer treatment. Obviously, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't say that. Um, I, I would say that it's really, you know, when you're talking about antioxidants, you're talking about things that are scavenging free radicals, things that are reducing oxidative stress in the system. And that's why I put this in here, because I think it is just an all around amazing ingredient. I put schizandra berry in there as well. Schizandra also does liver detoxification and is a very important adrenal adaptogen. And what that means is by adrenal adaptogen um, is that it helps the body um, adapt to stress. And when I say stress, it basically balances cortisol, which is our stress hormone. It's our primary stress hormone. Um, And um, when we are exposed to toxins, environmental toxicity is very physiologically stressful on the system. Our cortisol is going to go out of whack. And schizandra is... um, excellent herb at helping to balance uh, our um, whether our cortisol is too high or too low it helps to find a balance it's why it's called an adaptogen it helps to helps the adrenal gland adapt to stress there is um, the amino acid L-histidine it turns out that um, uh, histidine is a is a uh, is the precursor to histamine histamine now not all of us have an allergic reaction to VOG I do you know, I have IgE-mediated histamine reaction to VOG. So you would do well with something that would block histamine if you needed it. I would, but I don't think that approach is a, is a, is a yep. wise approach. So um, it's interesting. People who are chronic histamine overproducers, people with allergies, and a lot of times eczema and asthma and things like this too, um, they're going to become depleted in histidine over time because histidine can only be absorbed with food. You, you, our body cannot make histidine. It's the essential amino acid. So histidine... It turns out, I didn't know this till I was researching this, histidine is an essential co- cofactor for metallothionine proteins, which detoxify the body from heavy metals, So, in, along with copper and zinc. So if you're depleted in histidine, you cannot get rid of heavy metals. What does it mean in VOG? Well, there are some heavy metals in VOG, but ultimately what this means is that your toxic burden is going to increase 
with a histidine uh, with suboptimal histidine levels. So histidine is an ingredient that I put in there. It's, it can help anybody, not just people who are histidine um, depleted. And there's a number of other things that that work similarly. Where can people get it? I mean, I'm looking at the product and I'm looking at some of the ingredients, and you know, I don't see anything in here that is mysterious. There's prayer. It's it's very well listed, and there's medical. Uh, there's there's things people will recognize, B12 vitamins and a variety of different things. If they wanted to get more information, where could they go and where could they get it? Okay, so, I mean, online, um, I have a website. It's um, The company is Pathway Formulas, so it would be www.pathwayformulas.com. Uh, there's a, uh, a Pathway Formulas Facebook page that has information, and I, I, I'm, I'm doing blogs and I'm posting health-related information about VOG and other things, too. Um, also, uh, you know, the health food stores... Um, very great resource. Um, it's all over the Big Island and every health, health food store there. On Oahu, it's only in the uh, Down to Earth on King Street, which is the flagship store. All right. Well, I got to tell you, you're going to have a lot of people hitting that page to figure out more information. If you'd like to hear this show again, you can go to our website. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. Thank you to David Chong, our engineer. Next week, we'll see you on The Body Show. <laughs>